Hello and welcome back to the RevOps show. If you're watching the video recording today, you're gonna notice that something looks a little bit different. That's correct, everybody. We got a brand new set. If you'd like to see it, hop on over to our page where you can view the actual video and see what I'm talking about. Otherwise, today's focus is around CRM adoption, why it's so hard, missteps teams make in getting adoption, things you can do to help drive adoption, and much, much more. It's an extremely high-energy episode today, so be prepared for lots of laughs and lots of learning. And with that, let's get started. Yes, we made it back in the studio. We did. You're you're doing your happy dance. <laughs> I'm getting confused. Do you feel boxed in, strung out, a little, a little bit, threatened? Wow. <laughs> you're running through a forest, Jess. Oh, is that what this is? I'm close running your through eyes. a forest. Yeah. Okay. Never close your eyes when you're running through a forest. Ah, uh, I see. It's a good tip. Hey, Jess. New yeah, walks into a bar, asks the bartender how much for a shot of tequila. Bartender says, for you, no charge. Bam! There we go. Starting off with a good, a good dad joke. Oh, goodness gracious. You can't go anywhere without a dad joke. Uh, can't take you anywhere and not have a dad joke. Oh, well, I am a dad. You are. So all jokes from you are dad jokes. And I'm, and I am a joke. No comment. <laughs> wow. Thanks for thanks for protecting my self-image, Jess. Aren't you supposed to help make me feel good about myself? Isn't that one of your roles? That is one of my roles. My role one of my roles is also to kind of bring you back down to earth. So it's a it's a delicate balancing act, but I think back I do it well. Down to earth. Wow. Wow. All right, Jess. What are we talking about today? I want to talk about CRM adoption. So as opposed to adopting kids. Yes. I don't want to talk about adopting kids. I want to talk about CRM adoption. You know, the salespeople are sometimes like kids. So. <laughs> yeah. They're like six-year-old kids. Yes. If you're lucky. Yes. And Hey, any salespeople out there, they're getting offended. I'm a salesperson. I, I include myself in that. Sorry that. Um, that was bothering was, you. It was distracting me. It was getting in the way of my uh, my ability to focus on the questions that you have about adoption. Where do you want to start? Yeah. So I, I want to talk about the dif difficulties about around adoption. What's the right way to drive adoption? Um, and you know whether whether or not you use that as a measure in an implementation. So so first, hi, Jess's mom. Hi, mom. <laughs> um, you're just not going to let me ask the first question. You're just going to keep, keep digging in. So let's start with why is adoption so hard? Like this is, this is a pain point, I think, for, for nearly everyone that we talk to when we talk about CRM implementation. What is so hard about, about adoption? Let, let me ask you a question. Yeah. It might be a little bit dangerous to ask. Oh, boy. Live here. After we implement. Is adoption an issue? Can be. Do we have clients that, that struggle with adoption? I think that, so I think where adoption is the issue is the unrealistic expectations of adoption and not really defining what you mean 
by adoption. So, you know, it, it takes months to get everybody used to using the CRM, like, like just using it from day to day. It can take months. You don't walk in day one and you're automatically using everything the way that you need to be using it. So is it an issue long-term? No, I don't think it's an issue. I think that where we talk about adoption issues, when we implement, it's more, I have unrealistic expectations. I'm expecting adoption at day one. What are some of those unrealistic expectations? So everyone's going to log into the CRM and do exactly what we, what, what we want them to do the way we want them to do it from go. I think that that is frequently an expectation, particularly on the op side of, of the house when we implement a CRM and that's not how it works. Well, and outside of the fact that that, like, I wouldn't call that an unrealistic expectation. I'm not saying it's not an unrealistic expectation. I, I, I would actually call that a bad expectation. Okay. I, mean, I, would, I would call that a bad idea, but I agree. But outside of that, because, you know, the great thing about the Western world is it's totally legal to have bad ideas and move forward on them. Um, is, you know, that issue isn't, it's not, that's not a CRM issue. That's not a CRM adoption issue. That's a business process adoption issue. Why do you say that? Well, because people aren't doing what we want them to do the way we want them to do it. That's process. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I, no, I, I agree. Right? So, yeah. so, you know, there, there's a, you, you know, what, what, what we believe in here at Imagine is, you know, good, good process, especially in, especially process that involves humans. Um, and, and I would say, especially process that where, where variance is a feature, not a bug, right? So that's another element, right? Too often process is, is rote. Um, it's, it's rinse and repeat. And, and when you take that type of mindset to process, it doesn't stand up to the real world because it treats variance as a bug, not a feature. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, you know, I'll go back to one of my favorite quotes of Jack Welch who was the biggest Six Sigma fan in the world when he was asked to, you know, to sit with Six Sigma work in every business discipline. And he said all that he can think of except two. And he said, sales and trial law were the two places. And the reason was Six Sigma, the, the goal of Six Sigma, the job of Six Sigma is to eliminate variance, eliminate yeah. all variance. All variance is bad. So Six Sigma doesn't delineate between good variance and bad variance. So in a Six Sigma world, right? So if I'm manufacturing jet engines, all variance is bad. Yep. But in a sales interaction where things are constantly changing, that's that's part of what's there. And, and the reason that we have salespeople is theoretically to be able to make the adjustment, right? To be able to read to what's being said and what's not being said and, and all those different things, you know, variance, you know, so, so if you set up process, where where variance is bad, you're either not going to have an effective sales team, or you're not going to have process adoption. So, so I, again, I think you know number one is when you talk about adoption is what 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 adoption problem are we having? Um, to finish the thought that I started earlier, is you know what what we believe is that there are 
key inflection points, right? You know, when I, you know, when I coach college baseball, I, and worked with hitters, I talk a lot about the swing path, right? So a swing is highly variant, right? If I teach everyone to have the, you know, to swing exactly the same every time we're, we've lost because like, if the pitcher knows exactly what we're going to do, like if my, if my swing's not designed to adjust to my biomechanics, my style, what's being thrown, what am I trying to do? Then, you know, you're not going to be successful over time. Um, so, you know, identify what are those key milestones? What are those key waypoints and, and be really focused on that and then be really flexible in, in the style, be flexible in the how, right. Um, and, and so if, if you make me go through one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, and I'm in sales, mm-hmm. that's just not going to hold up. Right. And, and so when, when you have rigid process like that, it doesn't stand the test. And so you just break or ignore the process. And then that, that manifests itself as, as adoption, as an adoption problem, kind of, sort of, theoretically. Because, again, it goes back to, like, if we're going to say adoption is whatever, you, you need to define it. You know, what, what is adoption? And, and I think when you talk about adoption and when people talk about adoption, they don't define what adoption is. So that's a, that's a good point. So how do you define what adoption is? Like, like what would be, what would be an example of that? I mean, it's so amazingly situational that it's hard to answer the question. Um, you know, I, I, I would identify that there's, you know, core activities, core, um, you know, you know, like here's an example. I do not log every call in the Sierra. No, you don't. I don't. You're not following our our protocol. I'm joking. That was a joke. <laughs> Am I not following our protocol? No. <laughs> so wait, no, I'm not. Or no, no you're no. You you are following our protocol. There is no protocol that says you must log every call. Bingo. We Sierra. don't have a protocol. Yes. Right. Yeah. And and what the protocol is is. Um, we, we want access to the data. So, so by the way, we, we've got a VoIP system that transcribes, doesn't always record, but transcribes, right? So, yep. so A, we have access to that so that if, if we needed it for something, right? B, when it is a, a call of importance, then we do want that in the system. So like today, I made sure to make the call from the CRM so that right. it can be recorded, so that it can be transcribed in the CRM. Right. But, but the fact that like all these other calls that I'm making, do I really need to know that I made that call? Probably I, not. I don't Now There might be situations where someone does need to know. Now, what I would ask is, okay, great. How are you using that information? Okay. Now I would say, you know, and as a great example of, of logging a call, Part of the problem we have, so so we have made the decision that that the cost associated for the solutions to enable inbound calling isn't the juice isn't worth the squeeze for us. Right. So so one difficulty is if I call you from the CRM and leave you a message and you call me back, I can't answer that call in the CRM to to have the same functionality, right? So if that matters, I have to like not answer the call and then call them. Right. And, and, and so it's just not 
like, what are we going to do with the data? Nothing. Okay, great. Then, right. You know, so, so like, I would say that's an over-engineered process. So like, that's not, you know, so the fact that I don't do that doesn't mean that I'm not adopting. Right. And, and, yeah. and so, you know, so I, I mean, am I, like, yeah, that, that answered it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So, so let me, so I, I might be opening a can of worms with this question because adoption is frequently used as a success measure for implementation of a CRM. Is that, is that the right approach? Is that a good measure of, was the CRM implementation successful? I think it's more a measure of, is it not, is it failing than is oh, it successful? That's interesting. I hadn't thought about it that way. And it's, you know, it's, I can't remember if it's ever been communicated that way to me. When people talk about measuring adoption, it's always a measure of success, not an indicator of, well, of it failing. Well, you know, so, so I don't know if this is what prompted the topic for, for today, but you remember I, I created the, you know, 20 ways to get CRM adoption. Um, I created my list of 20 items for yep. CRM adoption because, you know, we're working with a potential client that has a major adoption issue with their existing CRM. Um, and, you know, it was all about adoption, 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 adoption. So we demonstrate like, I, and you know what, and like I predicted it, it happened precisely the way I thought it was going to happen. <laughs> we, we won them over on, on, on the point about adoption. And you know what the CEO asked like almost instantaneously? What? How do we know if we get adoption with the CRM that it's going to increase sales? There you go. Right. So, so <laughs> like the measurement, like the entire conversation up to that point was adoption. Success is adoption. Right. But then it became very quickly. No, that wasn't success. Success is, are, are we generating more sales? Right. Um, and, and so, you know, no one that I'm aware of is, is seeking to win the adoption award. Well, I might be. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> well, you know, the, the, the problem is you tell your RevOps team, this is the RevOps show, right? Am this I on, is the RevOps show. The right show? You, you, you tell welcome. your RevOps team that adoption is what matters. It needs to be adopted. And so what you just told the RevOps team is you need to win the adoption award. Yeah. Right? And And... So no wonder why they behave the way they behave. That that was a bad communication, right? And 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 how do we get adoption? We actually add more and more. So so, right? Like, like to me, adoption isn't hard. You said why is adoption hard? I, mm -hmm. I can't help but think when I hear that, that's the wrong question. Okay, right? so what is the right question? It, it, so well, two things because I don't like it's not hard, but it's not easy. Okay. Right? Adoption is a byproduct, right? Adoption is a byproduct of good process and good implementation, right? When adoption is the that, objective, yep. you're looking in the wrong place. Yeah, yeah. And, and by the way, you're less likely to drive it up. Like, how do we drive adoption? First thing, stop talking about adoption. Don't drive adoption, right? The, the goal isn't use of the CRM. Because the other thing that happens when you don't define adoption clearly is you define adoption of full use of, 
Right. So that means every time I don't use it to send an email or to log a call or to do this or, or, you know, whatever, then I'm not adopting. And, 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 and by the way, when that's the measurement, I can never win the adoption game. Right. So that, that's one other problem is the way they, the way people play the adoption game, you can never win because in that, you know, everything is being done the way that it, it, it allows for no, there's no slack and that's not realistic, as you said, et cetera. Right. So, so if the tool isn't being used, so, so let's say Doug isn't logging calls. Which we've, which we've learned he's not. <laughs> and, and te- I'm not logging all calls. Okay. <laughs> Um, so uh, actually I'll, 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 I'm going to change the story for a second. Remind me to come back to Doug is not logging calls. Okay. So back when I worked for comp for a company that, that I, where I had an expense account, which meant they would reimburse me. Right. right? I was notorious for filling out my expense reports, like insanely late. And I got a call from my, from my VP's boss. And they said, Doug, from now on, if you don't get an expense report in within 30 days, just don't even send it because we're not going to reimburse you. And I said to him, I said, seriously? I, and I said, well, so first off, if, if I send you an expense report, and, and like sometimes I was four or five, six months late, right? Shame on me, right? Like, right. I, I'm like, if I send it to you four months from now, how does that hurt you? Well, you know, we need to account for, I'm like, wait, seriously, really? Like, again, doesn't hurt you. And by the way, like, right. explain me how it doesn't help you because basically what I'm doing is I'm giving you a no interest loan. Right, right. And I said, okay, well, let me ask you this. So if it comes down to, you know, do you want me on a day-to-day basis thinking about how do I move opportunities forward or where am I going to clear out time to complete my expense reports? Because if you want me to switch my priorities, I'll do it. Right. That, that was the end of that issue. Right. Right. Okay. So, so same thing. So Doug's not logging his calls. Yep. Okay. And, and let's say that for whatever reason, in this case, we, you know, logging calls is an important piece. Well, what most people do is they go, what's wrong with Doug? We need to get, well, Doug that's what people pot. say anyway. Okay. <laughs> this is the proverbial Doug. This is not actually me, but that's a fair point. That is a fair point. Right. Well, well, what I say is, why isn't he logging calls? Mm-hmm. It, is there something, you know, is there something, you know, is it a system issue? Is it like, let's find out, right? Because that, you know, and, and, and that's why I say it, it's, it's, a sign, it's a sign of failure. It's not a sign of, it's, it's, it's not a sign of success. Now, if I were to dig in, I'd, I'd find that I'm on the road a lot. And so I'm calling from my cell phone. Right. And, and again, there, 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 there could be any number of things. And, and now the question comes, does it matter? Right. Right. Which What's also the impact to, like ne- never ask a user of any system to do something. If they, if doing it doesn't impact something. Right. And, and then, so the next step is if it does matter, Okay, how do we make it easier to do it the way we want you to do it? How do we make it harder 
to not do it the way we want you to do it. Yeah. Right. And, and, and does that path bring us closer to our objective or does it take us further away? Right. There's no, there's no such thing as a perfect implementation. There's not. Right. And, and again, I, I think it was on our last episode or some episode or somewhere, maybe it was in my sleep where I talked about trade-offs. It, it, you know, yeah. again, it all comes down to trade-offs, right? If this, you get this benefit, you have this cost that, you know, that's what life is. And, and so, you know, what we want to do is we want to focus on what matters. And, and, and by the way, here's how I could solve the problem. If it mattered, I could have a phone system that would integrate with my CRM so that when, when Doug made calls on the phone system, cause that's where he makes calls from for whatever reason, yep. they're automatically pushed into the CRM, the CRM. Right. And now I get adoption without having to do anything like, you know, that wh why has everyone built these plugins for email tools so that I can, because I don't care who you are. I don't care what it is, you know, with some exceptions, it is easier to manage my email from an email tool than it is from a CRM. Well, yeah, we're all more comfortable at it. Everybody's been using that forever. Right. And, and, yeah. and, and some ex with some exceptions, you know, again, it, it, and so now when I use my, you know, it doesn't matter what email I use, it's in the CRM, right? So adoption is not an issue. <laughs> so, so, you know, how do you make adoption easier? You realize that it's not the objective, it's the byproduct. And so when you're not getting adoption, you've got to ask yourself, is it a process problem? A gap, an ambiguity, a conflict in the process? And there's all kinds of conflicts in process. Is it an implementation problem? How would it be an implementation problem? Um, logging calls is too difficult. We need to make it easier to log a call. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Okay. Then, then, then the third level is a people problem, right? The third level is, Okay, now you're going out of your way not to. Yeah. Right. But if we've looked at it and we said it matters, right? Then, by the way, if it matters, the juice should be worth the squeeze. We fit it in. <laughs> so, so for me to do it, mm -hmm. how does that help me? So I was actually gonna gonna ask you this. So because. Because you're known as uh, as having said so what from time to time is that is that something that needs to get clearly communicated to the users so they understand why like so for instance the importance of logging calls because we're going to use the information for X like that needs to be communicated to the users right what's in it for them so what why are you asking me to do this. Yeah, and, and, and I would say logging calls is often a hard one to do, but but let's say we need you to update this so that the lead status or the life cycle updates, because if the life cycle is not right, then the emails that marketing sends to it are not going to be right, and then you're going to complain that, or if you haven't identified what the, you know, what we call it a high probability indicator, you know, mm -hmm. if you haven't identified the high probability indi indicator, then you know, then are, you know, then that doesn't trigger you to the right cohort of, of emails and options. And, and, and when you have it right, not only do you now know that marketing is not going to send anything out that's in conflict. And by the way, the reason marketing needs to send out is, and you show what the impact of content is. And, and by the way, not just what is the impact of content, but what's the consequence 
of not having content going out while a salesperson, right? Because because most salespeople, and I think I think with justification, are like, hey, if I'm if it's on my plate, I just assume no one touches anything because because yeah. that way, you know, if I win, I win because of me, and if I lose, I lose because of me, not because someone did something that theoretically they shouldn't have done. Right. right. Well, that's not enough to stand up in, in, in today's world. Sure. So, so you want to make those adjustments. Um, and now I'm showing you how this helps, how this happens. And, oh, you know, if you keep this profile up to date, then you'll get proactive nudges. Yeah. Right. H how do I get people to log into the system? Uh, I have tasks automatically created so that I have to go to my task queue to know what's going on and and i have things that are managing so that when i'm not doing those things i can go hey guys what what what's up right it, it you know it's underlying business process and then so you had talked about the the variance and being able to build in some flexibility into the crm can so i think you hit on some of that with the with talking about having an integrated calling system are there things you could do in the crm as a user to make to, I guess, make it more intuitive or make that flexibility there. So as a rep, when, when I come across something, I'm able to bob and weave and shift. Like, what are the things that, that kind of you can put in place from an implementation standpoint that would drive that? G give me a little bit more context. I'm not, a, I'm not completely clear what you're asking. So like you're asking two very different questions. Okay. I might be, I might've, I might've got halfway in and then, and then went another way. Um, so you know, we talked about the challenge of, of having it super, super structured makes it makes it harder to use because I have to do this, I have to do that, and then I have to do that. And and that might not necessarily be my process. So how do you build flexibility into the system to allow me to account for for variance? So so you know, here here again, flexibility is 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 its flexibility in the process. And, and that comes down to, you know, on, in its simplest way, because, you know, just at the end of the day, it's all about just mapping properties. You know, what matters? Like, like, like too often, we're trying to get the CRM, like, you know, like take the playbooks feature in HubSpot or, or in a number of other tools, mm -hmm. right? We build out the call structure, right? You ask this, here's the, well, you using that, and by the way, when I first saw it, I thought, wow, this is freaking great. This, I've been looking at this forever. Then I started having reps do it and I listened to them and their calls sucked. And I'm like, man, they're just not doing it right. So I I started using it. Mm -hmm. And then I listened to my calls and my calls sucked. I sounded like a robot or I sounded like completely disorganized. Right. Because I couldn't follow the path of the conversation. Either, either because the tool was telling me go this, 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 right? Or I was spending so much time to find where to put it that I realized for the type, you know, as an example for me for the types of conversations I was having, what I needed was a was a way to download the relevant information easily, mm -hmm. right? And and so it wasn't about logging it during the call; it was about a quick, quick, easy debrief and prompt after. And, and by the way, what I also did is, you know, between, you know, the, there, there are very few calls that I make that matter that aren't recorded. 
and and as part of the recording, they're transcribed. And, and right. so, by the way, any of the general information, well, we we need them to log that because you know at some point down the road, we might need to know what was said. You know, okay, great. Well, let's just have a transcript of it. Yeah. Right now, okay. So now all that general stuff. You know, I, one thing I would say is, if if we're talking about like text fields, and mm -hmm. I I'm just coming up with this, so they're, um, so a challenge me on this if if you think so, it's something I'm going to think about, and and I might update my take in a future RevOps show, but I'm going to say text fields primarily are for the rep, non text oh, I... fields are for the organization or the rep. I agree with that. Right. Yeah. And so, so from a, from a like CRM adoption standpoint, first thing I'm going to say is minimize text fields. Yeah. Right. Someone says, well, we need, we need to know the information because we might need to search on it. Well, guess what? If it's a text field, you're not going to get any valuable data from, from a, right. So, you know, make it like, why was someone not interested? We need to know why people weren't interested. Okay. Make it a drop down field. Yeah. Right. Well, well, we, 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 we can't narrow it down. Okay, well then, you know, start off with some assumptions, have another, like there's a whole bunch of different ways. Yeah. Go, yeah. go ahead and make it a text field. But remember, most people, you know, if the rep doesn't find value in it, they're, they're not going to do it because it's, it's hard. Now, the yeah. other thing, and, and we see this all the time, a lot of times, like there's multiple things that you need to know. Like we, we have situations where when a rep updates one property, depending upon other things that, you know, that are, you know, depending upon what else is, is there, Seven properties might get updated automatically. Yeah. Based on that. But the rep just needs to update that one property, which is very relevant to them. And now instead of having to update seven things like that. So so those are places where you streamline it and you do that by um, you know, you, you map the process. Again, the technology, the CRM is only effective if it's enabling the process. And so if it's not being used. Right. And, and, and so like, here's another example. If, if you have an issue where 7% of your team isn't using something, maybe it's, it's an adoption problem. It's a people problem. They're not cooperating. Right. If it's 20, 30, 50, 80%, you don't have an adoption problem. You have a process problem, right? You know, when it's an adoption problem, you've got lots of one-offs not cooperating. Yeah. The sales team isn't logging calls. I can tell you one reason why a sales team doesn't log calls. Because the manager never uses the CRM. Ask me, so what happened on that call? And I'm like, I log in and I put in the notes. Okay, yeah, but great. Tell me what happened. Okay, I guess I'm not going to log and put it put in the notes anymore. Whereas if the manager looks, sees, okay, and I come in, hey, Jess, I noticed X. Can you tell me a little bit more about this? Right. Hey, X. Hey, Jess, I noticed that you had the call. I didn't see what the status of that, right? Or like, so, so like we create a deal essentials. Now there we do use um, text properties because it is for the rep, but it's a little bit like spinach, right? Like, so one of our, one of our properties is what, what are the obstacles or barriers? Yeah. And that's a text Right. Because we want the rep to articulate what the obstacle or barriers are. Because we know that if a rep articulates it, they're automatically going to be strategizing for how to deal with it. Right. And we'll have the information to be able to do a review 
Right. And so I go in and I see, hey, awesome, Jess. When is this closing? Because I see there are no barriers. Because here's what I know. If there are no barriers to a sale, <laughs> if there are no reasons that someone won't buy, then the only thing left for them to do is to buy. So if there's no barrier in there, then right. they should buy. Right. And and so, but again, if I just call them and go, so what, you know, so what what barriers are you facing, Jess? And you're like, well, it it's in the CRM. Then I'm not. You know, one of the things that I like, most good CRMs do this now. We're, we're you know, big HubSpot fans, obviously. I, I talk to people, stop sending emails to your reps. You know, notify them in the account record. And yeah. by the way, you send an email to a rep. A, yeah. what you just encouraged me to do is look in my emails to try to remember what's going on with it. Right. If you notify me through the CRM, so I have to go into the CRM to respond then I'm in the CRM. Yeah, I think it's a point that actually gets gets missed a lot in adoption is, is having the managers use the CRM in the way that you're talking about. Because I think frequently you'll see where the managers will go in and they're almost like the compliance police. They're going in to see if things have been filled in and that's what they, that's what they hit you up on. Like, why hasn't this been filled in? But they don't talk to you about the things that you have in there. They don't, they don't. You know why? Why? Because I don't have a clearly mapped business process. Well, that's true. Yep. Yeah. Right. So there's there's no juice for the rep to keep the CRM up to date other than they're not going to get yelled at. Right. And reps get yelled at all the time anyways. Right. I'll I'll also make the argument. I mean, I agree with you on the business process point. I also will make the argument that the the managers, I don't think get trained to use the CRM that way. Like we do training for users to say, or frequently you do training for users to say, okay, this is how you log your calls. This is how you send your emails. This is how you do your ticket pipeline for service. But Bingo. I think it gets you missed. It's a problem. What? And you know this, we talk about it all the time. Never, you want adoption? Never, ever, ever call it a CRM initiative. Never, oh, ever, yeah. ever call it a tech initiative, right? This isn't how you log your tickets. This, this is, is how, how you, you do This is how you manage process. a service response. Yeah. This is how you manage a service request. Yep. This isn't how you log your calls. This is how you manage an opportunity. Correct. And so those user stories are important, but I think the other piece that gets missed is those user stories. Like I think people are training more from what I've heard and seen on the, on the user stories, but they're not training the managers on a day in the life in the manager. You're just training yeah. the users and the manager doesn't realize, Oh, if I'm doing a review of my reps, activities i should go in i should add that like that that needs to be part of how hold you on, onboard hold on a second so the so the customer acquisition process is not the sales management process no it's not <laughs> so again it goes back to if you don't have a clear sales management process then then managers are are oversight right they're not really yeah. managers and they're certainly not coaches oh yeah right yeah what, what a good CRM implementation should enable managers to be is to be better coaches. 100%. Right. 100%. And again, the way I approach it is I go into the CRM. So I have my deal essentials, right? My deal essentials gives me the snapshot that I need to know what's going on in the account. So, so I don't start off my review with them saying, so tell me what's going on in this account. I might say, I don't understand the plot here. I don't understand the problem. 
Well, well, it's that. Well, no, no, no. That's not a problem, right? But now, now here's my secret, right? We've built it and designed it so that it's kind of like for me, it's kind of like the doctor comes into your into your room. They don't even know who's behind the door when they get to the door. But the way that clipboard is set up is it tells them who you are, why you're there, what's happened. Yep. So when they come and they go, oh, so how have you been? Right. And so I have the like, so the way it's set up, I don't have to do a deep review before I get on. Right. I've got I've got a view set up the right way. And 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 if there's something that's more complex, I make sure that I have prep time. Right. Sure. And I come in and and so we start off at at least point two because of what's in there. Right. And and if it's not in there, then I assume it's not there. And I, and, and I don't go, why aren't you keeping it up to date? I, I might go, oh, well, if that had been in there, if I had known that, we would have like this. Yeah. Right. But you begin. And, and by the way, what people now know is, hey, I better, you know, I better be ready that, you know, the information better be in there. Cause, cause what they also see is when the information is in there, it, 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 you know, more often than not, it's like, you know, it's a confirmation element. It, it's easier, it's faster, there's more juice for them. So again, it gets into like, you know, what's the job here? And, you know, far too often, you know, going back to the proverbial logging calls, it doesn't make a shit bits of difference one way or the other. I Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yep. Um, so kind of kind of last thing I want to hit it. So we talked about what to do like through implementation to kind of drive some of these things. And, and we talked a little bit about training, but are there, is there anything you would do post-launch? Like what, what could you do after you've launched I, to, to help? I think, I think it's that? more, um, I think, I, th I think it's more, what do you not do after launch? Um, the number one cause that I see with that, that, that leads to poor adoption is you try to do too much, right? You know, this is change management. You're not, you're not changing the technology. You're changing the behavior. Yeah. Um, I, I see people over automate, right? Oh. And and so automation goes awry. By the way, automation going awry will just kill adoption. Oh, if yeah. for no other reason, like it's like we've just launched a brand new process that, that's actually impacting a number of things that we have in place. And so we're going through a process of cleaning up automations that are being triggered that that we didn't know about. And, and I, I mean, I can tell you, I, I added one today and I'm like, you know, I'm on my mouse clicking save and I'm like, okay, what, what, what's going to happen that I don't expect. <laughs> right now, because, because we know, like, I mean, again, I, this is a sign of good process because we know, and, and, and we, we proactively made the decision that it, it would be easier, faster, and less disruptive to, to diagnose this, through, you know, as it's executing in, in its early stage and everyone's expectations have been managed and all that. Right. So, you know, before we do the next thing, right, we're going to get this locked down. Um, and, and, you know, that's where we refer to as, as the three zones of execution. Um, you know, everything shouldn't be now. As a matter of fact, here, here's the best thing that you can do if you want better process adoption and better CRM adoption you should launch your CRM three to four times a year. Yeah. Right. You should have three to four launches. Um, and, and understand, you know, you know, this launch 
adoption is going to be spotty. The second launch is reinforcing the adoption of the first and you're introducing the second, you know, we, we, we introduced, you know, running plays and I was like, Oh yeah, yeah, I get it. Yeah. yeah we're going to, we're going to do it. Great, great, great. No one does anything for 30 days. Yeah. Right. We, you know, we have it built in. There's the 30 day check-in. Right. And, yeah. and we have to teach people, look, no one's going to do anything. Right. Yeah. Let them not do anything. We know what's going to happen. Right. <laughs> then we come back and it's like, okay, guys, what happened? Everyone was excited. Everyone was right. Yeah. Well, you know, cause you know, really the first 30 days for them, that was the familiarization. And it's like, yeah. Right. And, and so again, you kind of, you have to manage it through that lens of, of understanding that it's change management, understanding that, that everyone's got a day job. Um, and, and, yeah, and I was, so, yeah, stay on the comment of doing too much. I think, I think something I've learned this year with, with all the implementations that, we, that we've done is a very powerful term when you're talking about initial launch is phase two. Like being very clear about what do we need for launch? Is this going to be too much for launch? Mm -hmm. And, and th that, that's going to go to phase two. That's going to be the next, the next iteration of the, of the CRM. Cause I don't think, I think everybody has this inclination to put everything at launch. They want, I, I it got well, put to me yesterday as like, they want the Lexus with the bow on it at Christmas time. They want it perfect. And, and, and they want everything. Right. They want the full, the full package, the full kit and caboodle. And when you're doing a new process and a new CRM, you can't have everything at launch. And, 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 and here's another element, right? It's never going to be the Lexus with the bow on top because exactly. it's not a product. It's, it's a, <laughs> it's an ecosystem. It, it's a right. changing environment. It It's, um, I mean, like I, so you know, I mean, if, if everything were, were clean algorithmic, then we wouldn't need people to do it. Right. Right. So, so again, it, you know, it's back to, you know, is, is, is the variance a feature or a bug? Are the humans a feature or a bug? Right. Far, far too often, I, CRMs are built for bots, not for humans. <laughs> yeah. Build bot better. Don't build bot. Don't build for bots. Unless a bot's executing. If a bot's executing, then build for a bot. If a bot's not executing, build for a human. Yeah. I actually like that. I like, I, I think we end on that. Don't build for a bot. <laughs> Unless bots are executing. All right, cool. Um, so yeah, that, that was everything I wanted to, I wanted to cover, I, I like the don't build for a bot takeaway. I also think like the, the big thing that gets lost when you talk about CRM implementation is that, is that adoption is not, should not be your objective. It should be the byproduct of, of and, what you're doing. And I do want to, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't measure it. You should, but, but if you're going to measure it before you start measuring it, you need to define what is it. Yeah. And that's a wrap on this episode of The RevOps Show. One of my favorite lines throughout the entire episode was that adoption is a byproduct of good process and good implementation. If you enjoy this episode, please make sure to go subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, leave us a review, and share the episode. If you have any questions you'd like to ask Doug or Jess around CRM adoption, or would like to give us your feedback on the brand new set, email me at hannah at imaginellc.com or hit us up on Twitter at DemandCreator. Until next time, remember, you can't solve your upstream problems downstream.